welcome to Views and Voice from Above the Noise, a podcast and new feature sponsored and hosted by MASA. I am Jane Sigford, your convener, to use a title given to me by Mia Urich, our Director of Professional Development for MASA. Just a little background about me so that you understand about my experience and what qualifies me to lead this discussion. I have been an English teacher, special ed teacher of learning disabled and emotionally disturbed teens, a dean of students, assistant principal, staff developer, high school principal, district curriculum director, and adjunct faculty member at two local universities. I know, it sounds like I couldn't keep a job, but that's not true. I've just been doing this for a long time. In addition, I was an MASA board member and have presented at several MASA conferences. I am really excited about this process. I'm proud to be involved in something that will be a vehicle where we hear from our members, share, celebrate what is happening, and support the educational leaders in our state. The idea for this member benefit originated with the MASA Professional Development Committee and the Board of Directors who indicated a desire to, quote, hear from our members, end quote. As we know, we have a large state with districts of many sizes, shapes, and needs. What works in one district in Cook County, for example, may or may not work in Worthington. But sharing ideas will hopefully ignite possibilities and what-ifs. We have a lot to learn from one another. The podcast format was chosen because it is an audio platform that is portable and flexible in case someone wants to listen on the way to a meeting, or while exercising, or even while ice fishing. Here is the Surgeon General's warning about the podcast. The ideas expressed and presented here are not a mouthpiece for MASA or for me. The podcast will run about 15 minutes, give or take a little, recognizing that that time frame is what people have said is workable and usable in daily schedules. The topics will vary, and we'll respond to wonderments from our members and even explore topics and trends of current issues in the newspapers. They will be a way to be proactive in our thinking and our actions instead of feeling like we are always reacting to what someone else is dictating to us. In my role, I will both initiate topics and build on comments and ideas from our members. We want to hear the views and voices and not be distracted by the noise. Possible upcoming topics may range from how do our leaders define leadership? How do our leaders incite innovation? How can we change the negative public message to one that is supportive and more honest about public education? What should that public message be? How can we redefine the role of public education to match the needs of our changing world? How is the constant change of technology influencing the content and how we educate? How do we deal with constant rapid change? How do we adapt our roles to the change in expectations? Those are just a few of the possibilities. For those of you who know me, you know that I read a lot. In fact, I was the first blogger for the MASA contribution called What We Are Reading. I thought it fitting to start by exploring ideas from a book by Thomas Friedman, author of The World is Flat and graduate of St. Louis Park High School. In 2016, he published a book entitled Thank You for Being Late, An Optimist's Guide to Thriving in the Age of Accelerations. 
In that book, he described the forces that are causing us all to feel overwhelmed by the speed and intensity of change. Like you, I'm sure I've heard the comment many times from teachers, administrators, and parents that our society is changing so much and so fast that it's hard to keep up. He helped me understand why many of us feel overwhelmed and exhausted. He calls it living in the age of accelerations where the three forces of technology, climate change, and globalization are all accelerating but not one at a time. Instead, they're accelerating all at once and faster than they ever have before. It's no wonder we feel like we are constantly playing catch-up, which is what he calls dislocation. I don't know about you, but I can resonate to that description. He quotes Eric, nicknamed Astro Teller, the CEO of Google's X Research and Development Lab, who developed the Google's self-driving car, among other things. Teller said, none of us have the capacity to deeply comprehend more than one of these fields. The sum of human knowledge has far outstripped any single individual's capacity to learn, and even the experts in these fields can't predict what will happen in the next century. Here's an aside of mine. So then why do we assume that standardized test scores that measure factoids and discrete sound bites of information, which can be found on Google, are an accurate measure of how well a student is educated? This measurement tool doesn't match our new reality and the need for thinkers, problem solvers, and information users, not information regurgitators. Teller goes on to say that we have shorter and shorter innovation cycles, meaning we have less and less time to learn to adapt. No wonder we feel like we are constantly playing catch-up. Friedman says that the idea of static stability has passed to the reality of what he calls dynamic stability. He compares this to riding a bicycle. To ride, one cannot just stand still. One has to keep moving in order to stay upright. We teach our students and communities to expect a constant bike ride. This rapid change has huge effects on us because we need to change what and how we teach. We need to write new job descriptions for school employees. We need to redefine our purpose because no longer is education complete by age 18 or 22. Nor can people expect to be trained for a lifelong career. We can't educate for jobs that have not even been created. Plus, we are not the only game in town. Other organizations and private companies are in the education business. Companies are responsible for professional development. In fact, most of what people need on their jobs now is learned by specified training within their unique settings. Education and training is job embedded and specific, needing constant upgrading. Plus, we have different students now than we've ever had. Technology has created more, more access, more opportunities, more, more, more. Climate change and the use of resources such as water will demand more scientific knowledge and different careers in the near and not so near future. This difference in focus, purpose, and attitude demands flexibility, adaptability, and the mandate to let go of what no longer is meaningful. One of the specific forces analyzed by Friedman in this rapid change is that of globalization, a component of which is the migration of large segments of the world's population into countries that were little prepared for this rapid influx of newcomers, 
particularly those with differing life experiences in their home countries. Friedman's travels have reinforced the idea that societies must be pluralistic, meaning that they recognize that building the, on the strengths of various populations leads to greater political stability. Plus, pluralism creates community where equal citizens can live together equally, drawing on different talents to create the best ideas. Failure to acculturate immigrants into liberal Western democracies is at the core of the growth in balkanization and instability of Western nation-states in Europe and in the U.S. This isolation could lead to the destabilization of such democracies as Germany, France, and even the U.S. Such destabilization creates more violence, unrest, and geopolitical issues. A democratic country will not thrive today unless people see themselves as citizens with rights, but also with responsibilities to uphold, embrace, and enrich the commons, that is, public spaces, public institutions, and core values. Immigration is an issue that affects us, even in the nation's heartland of Minnesota. Most Americans have the image of Minnesota as flyover country, populated by blonde, blue-eyed Germans and Scandinavians who eat white food, say oofda, and wear furry hats in the wintertime. Little do they realize that we have one of the largest Hmong populations in the U.S., the largest Somali population in the U.S., a significant Liberian population, an enclave of Karen citizens, Spanish-speaking citizens, in addition to many other groups who call Minnesota home. We are no longer the land of just Lefsa and Oli and Lena. This issue is one that many districts are dealing with, but the populations and needs across our state are different. We have some issues in common, but also variations. In future podcasts, we may explore the other two accelerating forces chronicled by Friedman, that of technology and climate change, so that we get a broader picture even of the change forces we are all dealing with. But now, I have some questions for you. I'm hoping you will respond to some, or all, of these questions so we can get a sense of what the leaders in our state are doing and thinking particularly about this issue of immigration. I will provide a synopsis of these responses. Also, I may interview certain respondents who agree to it, of course, about what they're learning and can share with us. Please feel free to contribute your thoughtful responses to my email, jlsigford, S-I-G-F-O-R-D, at comcast.net, or respond on the MASA website. Here are the questions. What are the issues you deal with around immigration? How are you dealing with them? What is our role in creating a pluralistic society? How do we educate involved, participatory citizens in a democracy? What literacy skills are mandated for all in this time of rapid change? What curricular changes would or could you make? What structures, rules, requirements need to disappear? What training do we need to provide for teachers? What support for our families? What experiences for our students? What successes have you had with this very complex issue? What is one of your greatest challenges? What community efforts are you making to acculturate all members of your community? What is your greatest challenge as a leader? How has the role of superintendent changed in the past five years, particularly 
around the issues of immigration? What still needs to change? What other questions come to mind for you? Again, my email is jlsigford at comcast.net. Plus, you can respond on the MASA website. If you want a copy of those questions, you can email me and I will send them to you if you'd like to use them as a topic of conversations for a cabinet meeting or administrative teams. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you. Remember, share your view and voice and ignore the noise. I'll leave you with this final thought from the great philosopher, Dr. Seuss. It is better to know how to learn than it is to know. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.